Hi everyone, this is Monique and welcome to the Relevant Experience Podcast, where together we curate meaningful conversations with event creatives. I'm really excited for you all to hear this episode, so let's go ahead and start. Hello, Sok and Danny. How's it going? Hi, Monique. <laughs> so part of the reason why I wanted to um, interview you is because over the years, I would see like tears in people's faces that they will post on Facebook or whatever their social media platform was after you took taken their pictures or captured their special moments. And so I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, I, mean, I need to know what they're doing. I want to know how they're getting these reactions. And so after I did a little research, I went on YouTube. I was watching the videos that you posted. I went through like your Facebook. I was like, let me be a little nosy and see what pictures they have <laughs> up or who they're tagging and what people are saying. And then I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Um, <laughs> you all are essentially holding a mirror up to expose the beauty in human connection. And I think that's not an easy thing to do. So there's this quote that I found. I'm going to read it. It's by um, this lady. Her name is Susan Satong, um, who ironically was in partnership with Annie Leibovitz. So it's most appropriate for photography. But she said, to take a photograph is to participate in another person's mortality, vulnerability, and mutability. Precisely by slicing out this moment and freezing it, all photographs testify to time's relentless melt. And so I was like, there has to be something that inspires you all to be a part of documenting someone's special moment. And I wanted to know, what are some of your earliest memories around photographs and pictures? Anyone can start. Uh, Well, mine would be, I guess, if we're starting back before photography. Way back. Way back would be, you know, like we were having this conversation earlier, uh, Silk and I about a few days ago how um when i was growing up you would walk into people's houses and you can sense or if you didn't know the family you can get to know the family by looking at the wall because you would see who's graduate who graduated who's in the military uh grandparents who got married because it would all be displayed on the wall you have photographs of that particular memory and uh nowadays you don't see that so it's like, I feel like that to me plays a role in what we do. We're like, you know what? We, we can't, we need to help people find that connection with displaying who they are, who their family is, what connection they have with their family. Um, that way, if a stranger ever comes into your home, they feel like they know your family. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I get that sense when I walk into somebody's home and I see a picture of them with their dog, even if it could be their dog, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they have a special connection with their dog. They love their dog because they, they love them enough to display it, yeah. you know, and that to me means a lot. I have a similar uh, experience. Back when I was a child, uh, we, we didn't take a lot of pictures. Okay. And now that I have a family. My daughter one day asked me, well, where are your baby pictures? Hmm. I think I don't have any. I think the, the one picture I found of me, I was like a year and a half old. And obviously the picture's in black and white. And it, yeah. it's faded because of, of the age of the picture. And um, as I continued to, to research where 
my childhood, the next memory I have of my childhood, I was like five years old, one picture of my sister, and then it was my first communion. That is the only three pictures I have of me as a kid. Mm. And I, I, I feel bad that I cannot give my daughter what she said. Well, what about when you were a kid, right? So to me, and, and as you quoted uh, the gal's quote, it is a moment in time that is frozen. And it's, an, it's a gift that, that we have that we get to, to, to enjoy and we get to share and to pass on. So it, in my opinion, photography became alive when I felt the need for it. Mm. They felt the need. I, I, I lost an uncle when I was 12 years old. And, and I remember at his funeral, we, we had very little pictures of him. And to this day, it's been 35 years that he's been gone. Yeah. And we have just very few pictures. So photography is so real. And it became so real when I understood that that's the only thing I had left. Wow. So how did those photographies play a role in how you understood people that were closest to you? Um, well, it, it, well, as she said, like, same thing for me from with my grandmother. Um, we talked about, uh, when, when she passed, we had maybe one photo that was kind of recent. Yeah. That was kind of, I guess you could say professional. Right. Um, but I look back and I was like, I have no photos with, with my grandmother, you know, together, like us together, probably when I was maybe five or six, if that. So when when she passed and it's funny because you don't realize until you're at the funeral and you're you have to get all these photos for the for for the slideshow and you're like wow we really don't have any updated phot photographs yeah. we have what she had and then we're still scrambling to try to figure out who has photos who has this and right there and then I'm like man I need you know I I think to me it helped me understand that what we do is helping people because yeah. not only are we shooting a photograph for them, but we're helping them with their memories, helping them with um, passing it on to their children, their children's memories and, and leaving a legacy for somebody. And yeah, that, that really hit me at that point. Cause I'm like, man, we don't, people don't do this. And it's a lost art form. And I know that it's funny because I read an article that said, we are the most photographed generation. Yes, I I think is that the one they were actually. Talking about, like, Steve said that. Steve okay, in a workshop yeah. that we were at, he said okay. that we are the most photographed generation. Wow! But with we the are, least picture, with, with the, the least, least photos, with mm. the least photos, because everything's digital. Everything's in your phone. Right. Everything's this, but nobody is printing anything out to, mm. to save it. You know, God forbid something crashes. Yeah. With hard, hard drives. I think that's something to say too about the photos that you are focusing on because. You can't recreate that. Like a lot of times I feel like, um, you know, the apps that we use, which are great, but you know, you create sort of these template photos, like everyone's looking the same. Everyone has the same filter, mm -hmm. you know, but if you're, if your specialty is capturing moments that, you know, happen not too often, right? They're special. And you're giving someone a hard copy of that and saying, here, look, showcase this make sure it pops up in your special family functions. That's something that you don't necessarily um, get anymore. You're right. It's just kind of like, where is that at? I remember mm -hmm. like in my mom's basement, she has hella like 
suitcases. <laughs> she now my mom's different. She was like the opposite of your family. She took photos of everything. I was like, okay, we got pictures of kids in the bathtub. <laughs> you know, put your sock on for graduation. Put the other sock on. Like everything is a different picture. So, but the. To your point, though, they're, like, tucked away somewhere, right? Because everyone it was replaced by our phones or our digital whatever contraptions that we have. Is there a photo in particular that you all might reflect on when you're doing the shoot? A particular photo that we've yeah. taken or... Or, or that you that remember, yeah. Not really. And Danny is the photographer of the company. Mm-hmm. So I guess you should answer this uh, question. Well, I guess everything's different. I, everything's different. So it's, I don't have, a, there's particular lighting styles where it right. sets a mood. But as far as photograph, no, it, it, I feel like everything's different. When somebody comes in, they, they're they a different person. They have different emotions. They have different feelings. If you have a couple some couples are very romantic. Some couples are not romantic. Some couples are uh, fun. Some couples are very serious. Some couples are really goofy. So it all depends on, on the couple. Yeah, I really don't sit any type of photograph for photographing anybody. Okay. We try to mirror their personalities. We try to, to absorb what they have to give us. Sometimes You cannot photograph and introvert the same way that you photograph an extrovert okay let's talk about that because i'm like hello introvert here like hello my name is introvert (laughs) how do you draw people out that are introverts because for like taking a picture of me feels like a very vulnerable experience right i'm like i need to get to know you who your people like where you grow up (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i need to know how do you draw them out that's a beautiful question so i guess that's uh that's Kind of our transformation that happened last month when we went to a, a workshop for Steve Saparito, he mentioned that, he said, you know, it's about getting to know who you're photographing. So you don't just say, okay, well, okay, well, we have this and this is going to cost you this much. And then, you know, how many photos are you looking at? Are you looking at an eight by 10? It's not about that. It's about the person. And, and to me, playing with a, uh, Playing with their strengths will strengthen that photo. So getting them in their comfort zone. So some people, they're very quiet by themselves. And then they can do something on stage because that's who they are. But when they're on stage, they let free. You're like, you're not the same person. <laughs> right. So it's like, right. so if somebody comes up to us, it's like, you know, and they seem very shy. But then they're talking to us about, oh, yeah, when I do theatrical things i'm on stage okay well let's do a photo of you at the theater let's let's photograph you in your element because i feel like you would be more comfortable that way. instead of sitting you in front of a chair in front of a backdrop and saying let's do this no that it's seeing it from that person's perspective and seeing what they love i think gets the best out of somebody who's like and communication is key it's funny how you say that you you are an introvert I wouldn't see you that way. Super from, introverted. Really? <laughs> yes. Because from the moment yes. I, saw, I saw you as outgoing and, and very talkative, mm-hmm. very friendly. So it's, it's, it's interesting how we can yeah. find out what people think of themselves or they know, right? You know Monique yeah. better than anyone else. Uh, so conversation is key. And, and as Danny said, with, with the transformation that we received last month, 
it's about the client. So if we know that their client, if that client lets us know, right? And, and how do we find out through a conversation? And, and we dig, dig deep and, di- and deeper. So we want to make sure that, just as he said, you know, although you are an introvert, Monique, I see you as a shining star. Mm. Every single oh, time thanks, we've, we've had conversations, <laughs> yeah. we, we've had such such good, fruitful conversations. Yeah. And and I know that if we spoke a little longer, I would find something that Monique absolutely loves and that would take that introvert yeah. in you, kind of put it to the side and, and bring out... Transform me. Transform you, Monique. <laughs> really, really is, right? Yes, <laughs> so, yes. It's all about getting to know the client, all about understanding the who, the why, the when, and going from there. You know, it's funny that you all are saying that because as we were talking, like, when we were outside, um, the data that I pulled from your reviews, here's what I found. Okay, so first, it's I feel like the expectations that people set, set the tone for how the experience is going to happen, right? And I feel like part of your process or just your approach, um, it seems that the expectations that you all set or that you communicate with um, the uh, clients that you work with, it involves faith or trust, warmth, and structure, right? So here's what I had when they dive into your process. There was one particular um, uh, review uh, where he said, I was greeted with such a warmth and welcoming feeling. It literally felt like family. I had a wonderful and enjoyable experience. Now, that's the first part of the review, okay? So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, this must have been a newborn shoot or a wedding or something, you know, like a quince or something. And then I finished the rest of the review, and I was like, now, hold on. Let me reread that. It said He said he was greeted with such warmth, welcoming. He felt like family. It was enjoyable. And I was like, okay. Let's see what he's talking about. He said, this is the rest of his review. I had a wonderful and enjoyable experience taking new headshot photos to revamp my company and LinkedIn profile. I was like, no, hold on. <laughs> he said this for a headshot photo. Headshot photos can be so generic. So like shoulders back, level your chin, look over here, say <laughs> cheese next, you know, for his company. And he's saying this over a headshot photo. I was like, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Y'all turned something that could have been so run-of-the-mill into this guy feeling like he's transformed and he can go back to his company and just, you know, shoot for the stars, right? And so I think the importance of what you're talking about when it comes to communication, especially as it um, involves your approach to people, really speaks to why warmth is one of your values, right? Um, And why people say that, I think the it came up over, I think the number was like 1,260 times in the data that I pulled over two weeks. Um, yes, warmth was like key. It was bold. <laughs> it was bold. I was like, okay, this is, this is important. But I, like you said, like in taking pictures, it makes a difference. I know for me just personally, I need to feel that connection. I need to feel like I can trust you. You take a picture. This is why not a lot of pictures out there of me. You know, I'm like, I need to know who you are. And I need to know that that image or whatever you're capturing is safe. You know, and the fact that people do that with you, or that speaks volume. So um, why do you think that that's something that should be important in photography? 
and making people feel warm, safe, trusting. Yes. uh, It's very, it's a very vulnerable time. Being in front of this humongous, you have to see Danny's, you know, we call them toys, Danny's cameras and and, and these big lights. uh, if, If we're in the studio, it's vulnerable. All of a sudden, someone is looking at you, and it's not you looking at the mirror and and thinking that you're in the best pose mm-hmm. and the best angle because we all know our angles, right? Yeah. We see all these pictures <laughs> on social media of these Let me people. Practice. Absolutely. <laughs> if anyone posts a picture in social media, I dare to say they've probably taken it over five times before they they post right because they need to make sure that they feel secure and they 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 approve so when you're in front of of the camera the game changes the rules change because now all of a sudden you're not in control Mm -hmm. so it is our job to to make sure that it's almost like being at the doctor's office who likes needles yeah okay i don't like needles right me neither okay i'm here with you (laughs) exactly and 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 i need that assurance that okay you're going to be okay trust me you're not going to die after this one little needle poke right and the same thing with our with our clients we've already we want to make sure that we already understand what they want who they are and with that understanding and that knowledge that we have then then we go from there okay this is the vulnerable moment for them. Let's let's secure them. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that they're okay. Danny is the clown of clowns. I don't know anybody who's crazier than Danny. And 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 we feed off, off of each other. We yeah. we understand sometimes we need a little extra energy for this client because he or she is is an introvert. Or he or she does not they don't feel like they love themselves. Yeah. There's so many people that we have met in this journey that don't love themselves. Why? Because there's there's this monster mm. called social media out mm-hmm. there and media Talk and, about it. and press and magazines yep. and all that stuff and, 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 and everyone's looking like, you know, this artist or this person or or the man of the year or the or the beautiful woman of the year is this and everyone wants to look like them. And not all of us look like that. Yeah. It's very vulnerable. It's very scary. I myself, Danny just did my, my photo shoot for my, I just turned 50 a few months ago. And I, nice. you know, this is a man that I trust, that I right. work with, my business partner that has seen me ugly, ugly, and uglier. <laughs> you know, and, and I felt vulnerable at that moment. Yeah. Even though my hair was done, my makeup was done, everything was done. I, it's just this vulnerability. So I, un, I understood it from that point. And and we understand that we just have to fill that void that that person is feeling, or or kind of just kind of calm down those those monsters, those voices, kind of calm them down. And, and I think we do it well, right? Danny, you could chime in and. and it feels like that it. could be challenging. Is there anything in particular that you're you're like, okay, right? This is what we need to do to you know make that person feel at ease. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess short. The, the key is to show them one photograph. Okay. So take a photograph and show them. So that way it eases off the tension a little bit. Um, I mean, it's normal. Everybody comes in. And, I mean, the biggest thing that people are nervous about when they come to take a photograph is how am I going to look weight-wise in front of the camera? Yeah. That's, that's the main thing, and it's the reality of it. They come in, and we get people who are like, they sit down and they're like, please don't make me look fat. And I'm like, 
But seriously, like, all right. But I'm like, I'm like, but like she said, there's this notion that, or there's this thing on social media, or it's been like this since the beginning of entertainment, is people have this people have this in their brain because it's been told to them you have to look like this, hmm. you should look like this. That's not that's not true. Everybody's an individual. Everybody has like I have a round face. Yeah. And some people don't have a round face. Some people have chiseled uh, cheeks. I don't. Mm-hmm. So, but I know how. I understand who I am. You know, I don't look like you've got to teach, Daddy. Like, I know no, who I am. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't look like <laughs> George Clooney. Right. I don't look like Justin Bieber. But I look like me. Right. So, and I understand that and I accept it. And that's why, and we try to help people with that and say, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, and I, I, to be fair, we do light it and we, we want it as pleasing as possible. Yeah. No, no doubt. That's, that's our job. But we try to help you understand that who you are is who you are. Mm-hmm. And we had this lady, we, she was like maybe what, 60 something. We did her headshot. She walked up. And first thing she told me, she goes, can you make me look super thinner than what I am now? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to photograph who you are. Mm. I'm, I'm going to make you look the best that you can look right now. And she goes, okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Took her, took her shot, took a half body and took a head shot. And I think we've taken four other photographs for her. Throughout the years, she came back and she wow. goes, this is the best I've ever looked. I've ever seen my photos. Wow. And I'm like, so what's wrong? Well, why, why didn't you like your other photos? She's like, I just didn't like the way I look. Mm. But I love the way I look here. For some reason, I I look like I'm shining. And I'm like, mm. see? I'm like, it's just you. You have to see. It's because she didn't see herself. Mm-hmm. Before, I feel like she didn't see herself. She just saw a photograph of what some, a picture of what they took of her and said, this is you. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? You're beautiful in the way you look. Your outfit looks great. Your hair looks great. Your makeup looks great. This is who you are. And I guess she maybe took it. But yeah, I think we photographed her five more times. Yeah. And she comes every year. Mm. And she's like, I got to get another one. Even though she has an update, <laughs> she goes, I have to get another one. Yes, yes. I, I think we, we the challenge to, to back to your question, lessened we understood that it is more than just clicking uh, the shutter. It's about capturing that soul. Mm. And if you, as you saw in our beauty room, our big quote says, be your own kind of beautiful. And we understood that. that everyone is beautiful in their own way. And that is our message. That is our gospel. We want to make sure that when you walk in, and we all have those fears. So we, 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 we transmit that energy to you and let you know you're, you're beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to make you your best beautiful that you can be like Danny said. Nice. So what, from your first year in partnering into now, what lessons do you feel you, you learned like in that first year? Because a lot of times when you first start off, you kind of figure out how you're gelling, you're figuring out what you're, how you're going to proceed in you know, your creative process. What lessons do you all feel you learned and do you still apply those you know, today in how you work? 
Uh, well, at first, I, I think we learned along the lines because we didn't we didn't partner up right away. So I was pretty much her second shooter for about a year. So we worked together for about a year and kind of felt the chemistry. You know, the first wedding we shot, it was like, oh man, it, it just felt smooth. Everything was smooth. And then after that year, once we partnered, then we started to not define roles, not look at anything like that. Cause she, she, she was shooting, mm -hmm. I was shooting. Um, I would do editing. She would talk to the clients, but we were both shooting. And then it came about a workshop we took with uh, Jerry Guiones in Miami where he talked about the same situation that we had except with his wife. So she was a shooter, had her own thing. He was a shooter. They met. They started uh, dating. And he realized that she was great at customer, talking to, to clients. And yeah. She was, they loved her personalities and things like that. And we looked at it from that perspective and we're like, man, it kind of sounds like us because like, you know, I'm more of a technical, mm -hmm. like I dabbled in and I need to know numbers. I need to know technicalities. How do you get this ratios and all this other stuff? And so it's more like, I just want to capture. She's seen it from an emotional standpoint. Yeah, and I'm seeing it from a technical standpoint. How can I make this photograph look like that magazine photo? Uh huh. And she's more like, how can I put that big smile onto the camera? Yes. So yes. I had to learn that side of the uh, photography. It seems it's complimentary, so, though. Correct. Absolutely. So, and I learned a lot of that. Like, oh, you know what? I used to see it more of a technical aspect. I see it more on an emotional mm -hmm. standpoint, which is true because I, I think emotional, uh, the emotion side resonates more with. The photograph than the technical. I can pose people all day like magazines, but then they walk away feeling empty because they're like, that's not who you are. Yeah. So, and I think we started, what, kind of creating roles by, you know, the, the years that went by, we were like, okay, well, this is our strong point. This is my strong point. These are my weak points. These are your strong points. These are your weak points. How can we balance that to create something better and a better experience for our clients? We celebrated our virtues, basically. All right. We, we are both passionate people. Uh, and just as he said, he's, he's very technical. I am very emotional <laughs> to a fault almost. And, uh, but we both understood that we equally loved what we did. And uh, we decided after the workshop, let's celebrate our virtues. He, he's great in the technical aspect of the business. And, and I happen to be uh, stronger in, in the, the human component of the business. And that's what we're celebrating. To me, every day that we come to work, it's not a, I would never say, oh my gosh, I got to go back to the studio. What a drag. I have a wedding today. Not at all. We're so excited about it. Daddy's excited because he's like, okay, today, what are we going to do with the stuff? What are we going to do with, with the backdrop? What are we going to do with this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to chill with that person. I get to, to talk to them again and remind yeah. them how special they really are. So it, it's, it really works. So that was our biggest lesson. We, we've learned a lot. We have learned a lot. We, we were in the smaller studio and, and we, we experimented different techniques and, and different approaches and, and processes. And we've made so many mistakes. 
what we've learned from them. And I feel that that's a big plus. Yeah. And now, you know, we're here. And uh, as I told you, when you walked in, yeah. you know, we have this great uh, consultation room that we we thought it was a masterpiece mm-hmm. until last month. And now we're like, okay, we're knocking this wall down. We're taking, we're getting rid of this, getting rid of that. Because we want to, as we learn, and, and I told you when I saw you earlier, yeah. we are not at our destination. I never want to be there. I always want to be in that journey. And we learned that, you know, it's, it's about, Although we thought we knew, we it was a, like a reassurance. It's more about that client, about about the person, and we want to make sure that when people walk in, they feel even more embraced, more welcome. That warmth increases. That's mm-hmm. what we want to do. So I mean, we 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 can go on and on in, in the lessons. Yeah. Uh, w- another big lesson that we learned is that Danny's a person, and I am a person. And although we're Silk Marti, yeah. uh, and we're one company, this is like a marriage, mm-hmm. you know, he has opinions and he's passionate about those opinions as I am too. So we needed to learn in, in the business side of it. Okay. Let's, let's, let's put the photography to the side. What is best for the business? And sometimes I have to say, okay, Danny, you're right. <laughs> or, yeah. or I am right, but I am going to, 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 uh, give you this one. Yeah. As Danny many a times has done for me. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's what is best for the business, what is best for the client, uh, and for our future. So th- if I can tell someone, another business owner, you know, what is your secret? And a lot of people ask us. What is the secret uh, of your success? Why are you guys seem to get along so well? We do. We we also have challenges and personality. Uh, uh, let's just say conflicts. Why? Because of the passion that we both have, and we're two individual people. You can just say I'm, we're celebrating virtues today. And today, <laughs> celebrate the virtues, Danny. Celebrate them, so <laughs> we have. My biggest lesson with Danny, what he has taught me most is for, and it's funny that yeah. I, I was talking about this. I was talking about you last night to my, to my husband that Danny and I can be sitting on the same side of the room, uh-huh. looking in the same direction, and he sees what I don't see. Hmm. And he goes, Silk, but you don't see that? It's clear. And I see what he doesn't see. Mm-hmm. Yet we're looking from the same uh, view at the same thing. And it's because we're two different people. Yeah. Right? And and as I said, we just celebrate our virtues. So when I hear him out, I'm like, cool. That's great. I Now I see it too. Mm-hmm. And then we, we fly with it and we make it happen. Yeah. Nice. Well, we're going to celebrate our virtues moving <laughs> forward. I'm, I had to take that. I love that. Oh, um, I learned you. a lot with you all today. Um Tell the people how they can reach you, how they can find you, how they can book you. Give us the information. Uh, you can definitely find us on Instagram at Silk, uh, at Silk Marti Studios. Also, and that is Silk with a Y. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> spell it with an I sometimes. Um, Facebook, also Silk Marti Studios. You can reach us directly at SilkMartiStudios.com where you can see all of our work there. And it has a contact link there. Or... If you're listening and you want the direct contact, you can call us at 872-228-7230 for any inquiries. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Monique, for this time and your attention. We're 
honored that you thought Listen, of us. I'm so I'm in complete gratitude to you because I know I, I reached out to you and I was like, can I please interview you for my little podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I appreciate it. I'm completely indebted to you all. Gracious for your time today on the holiday to come and talk to me. So thank you. We thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's conversation. Remember that episodes drop every second and last Wednesday of each month. The Relevant Experience podcast is now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So be sure to listen in on one of those platforms. And also for more information on our event planning approach, please visit our website at relevant.com. The way that you spell relevant is R-E-E-L-L-A-V-E-N-T. It's relevant.com. Thanks again. We'll see you all next time.